0: Hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the DLC Drop podcast. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Clinton Sparks, who is an owner and chief business development officer at Xset, formerly VP of BizDev at FaZe Clan and has a lifetime of experience in the music business. He's going to teach us a ton about life, a ton about success, how to make a plan, how to get experience. Join me in speaking to Clinton. Dropping the untold stories of industry leaders, influencers, and insights on future innovation. I'm John Davidson, and this is the The DLC DLC Drop Drop Podcast. Podcast. All right. Welcome, Clinton Sparks. Thank you so much for joining me today on the DLC Drop Podcast. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing okay, but I think that, that we need to add something appropriate here. Please. Can you hear it? I can't hear it. Did, did you not hear?
0: I don't hear it. None no. of that.
1: None of that is coming through. <laughs> no. Well, you didn't okay. have a sound applause effect. You didn't have any confetti cannons going off. There was nothing spectacular about this intro, so I was trying to liven it up for you, but apparently my efforts suck and my roadcaster didn't connect to yours.
0: You know, I, I've, I've heard that success is breeded through failure, and so I think, you know, we don't give up. We try, we try again. What, what can we do to be better next time?
1: We can have the sound effects ready. We can have some lights spinning. <laughs> we can have some dances in the background. Yep. We can have like a remote on the fern so it looks like it's dancing behind you. Or you can just do what you did and that's just as fine. We can do either one. Please don't feel insecure about my, my dissatisfaction without having the sound effects. <laughs>
0: I feel just fine, and I am excited to have you here. You are somebody who I've learned a lot from remotely by following you on your Instagram. I love that you are always teaching lessons to people. I love that you offer your book for free to help people learn. I know you do these workshops, and I'm very inspired by your career, both in the music industry and the esports industry. Tell me a little bit, let's let's help our audience understand this career path of yours. I'm always so interested in seeing somebody successful and saying, where did this start? And how did you get to where you are today?
1: It started in my lonely, broken childhood. As, as many people that want to do great things, they had a shitty beginning. Yeah. So I was, you know, my... Raised by my single mother, my father was an alcoholic, left when we were five, watched him almost kill my mom, was sexually abused for many years in my house, was bullied a lot, was, uh, grew up in the city. Uh, I was always like, too white for the black kids, too black for the white kids, mm. too white for the black kids, too black for the white kids, right? Too white yeah. for the black kids. And, you know, so it was a different time. And I think like you learn a lot. You learn the, the skill of survival you learn how to understand and read people i was also a a criminal Mm. from since like the age of 10. so robbing houses stealing cars like sticking people up and stuff not proud of any of that stuff but you know those that was the life that i lived i lived 10 lives by the time i was like 18 20 years old so those that's how i kind of started and got my skills and abilities to understand people have empathy be able to communicate well read people Mm-hmm. which is something I learned really early because you have to watch out when you go to, like, I was the only white kid in, in one of my schools, and, you know, you get picked on a lot, and people are going to start fights with you, so you have to size people up fast like when you're young. What sneakers are they wearing? What's their teeth look like? What kind of haircut do they have? How are they dressed? How are they walking? How do they move? What's the difference? you got to realize all this, just from, like, peripheral vision, you got to realize everything in this room, right? So, like, yeah. you know how to move. You know what to do. You know who's coming at you. So I think it was like that that kind of a life that gave me the skills to, to succeed and also gave me the, the skills which are necessary to succeed and sustain that success is caring and treating people well hmm. and understanding how to communicate well with people and understanding how to receive other people's ability to communicate, which may be different than yours. Interesting, um, yeah. And I think that's, you know... Where a lot of people go wrong, because you know, just think about how many times you hear somebody say, "Like, who talks like that? Who even thinks like that? Like, well, who would say something like that? Like, you already have the answer. It's the person you're questioning. (laughs) Yeah. So person in front of you, right? So instead of asking that question, care enough to realize or wonder why they do that. You know, who does it? It's them. Right. But uh, right. when you understand why, then it makes you be able to communicate with them differently. Maybe you're saying things that are triggering them. Maybe you're talking in a way that makes them feel insecure. Maybe yeah. you're talking, you know what I mean? So like we, one of the things I always like to take ownership in, and I wish more people did this, is that if you want to be a leader or a boss or in charge of a situation, whether it's your home or a company, The perfect way to be a leader is to accept responsibility and accountability for everything that goes wrong, even when somebody else does it. Mm. The trick to that is if you take that responsibility and you're such a great leader in your mind that you think you are, then guess who gets to fix it? You. You. Because you're in charge, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're the one, if you're so awesome that you think you are and you know how to do everything right then assume responsibility when the team or someone in your family does something wrong and take initiative to fix it.
0: The DLC Drop podcast is sponsored by Ice Shaker. I've been a huge fan of this brand for the past few years, ever since I met founder, Chris Gronkowski. What I love about this product is the brand story, the functionality and the customization. Ice Shaker is a shark tank company invested in by Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez owned by NFL players Rob Gronkowski and Chris Gronkowski. I love using my ice shaker anytime I'm driving to the podcast studio, I'm going skateboarding, or I'm at the gym. No matter what I'm doing, it just does a great job of keeping my drinks hot or cold. The customization for ice shaker is something that's super unique. You can get any name, just about any logo, engraved on your ice shaker, and delivered to you within just three to five business days. Get your own DLC Drop branded ice shaker at com forward slash DLC Drop. Save twenty percent on all ice shaker products with the discount code DLC Drop. Well, I would believe too that if you are truly accountable, then you're also going to make more steps towards things not going wrong because the you know you're going to have to take ownership of it and you're going to fix it. Would that be accurate? Right.
1: Well, I mean, look, it's deep. Like I can give a bunch of antidotes and strategies, but then there's like anything I say, there's going to be five more levels, but we don't have enough time sure. to get to them all. So like you try to just say in a way that people can understand it. If they care enough, then they'll follow me on Instagram or they'll get my book or they'll do a coaching call, or come to a workshop to really go deeper down. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, everybody's sort of because the internet understands... The surface level of self development, inspiration, motivation, the right thing to do, how to do, how to sell on Amazon, how to buy stocks, how to do that, right? It's like we all can find out the basic stuff if you had no experience in life. It's all accessible. That stuff isn't where the magic lives, right? It isn't in just getting the information, it's experiencing and living Mm. and doing. In in winning and losing, right? Because you won't understand how the emotions that come with it. You won't understand how to regulate them. You won't understand when to pivot. You won't understand how to deal with that kind of personality. You won't know what to expect when this happens. You won't you won't know that stuff. And even if people tell you, you still have to do it because you don't know how you're gonna respond to it yet. Because right. you haven't done it. Like you ever got if you never got punched in the face. You don't know yet how you're going to respond to that. You might cry. You might get angry. You might fall down and be scared. You don't know, right? Until it right. happens. I've learned. I know it just gets me more angry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, if I get, don't
0: you, mind glitching, I'm coming don't even stronger,
1: yeah. right? So you better make sure you knock me out. So that's that's the things you don't learn from a podcast, from a book, from a workshop. Like, you can learn fascinating things from incredibly successful people. Right. But until you put those things into practice and figure out how it works best for you, because their way might not be your way. They can show you the directions to the ring. They can tell you what boxing gloves to put on. They can tell you how long each round is. Mm. They can even tell you how to try to avoid some punches and the best way to punch. But until you're in that ring and you feel the strength of a punch or you hit the ground or you're getting tired after 30 seconds of jumping around like you don't know. You have to then go put it to practice. And I think one of the biggest problems that people do is they think they can read a book, go to a conference, and like, I got it. I'm going to figure it out now. I'm about to be a millionaire tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, no. You're, you're hearing from somebody that spent 5, 10, 15, 20 years of cultivating the right information and experience to now show you and lead you to the right direction and show you what to avoid, right. some better practices to do. But you still gotta go do it. You right. gotta get punched in the face, right? right yourself, and I think people want to go through life and avoid getting punched in the face and just win the match or, or the fight. And that, that this generation definitely just wants to learn how do I go in a ring and punch. And they think they're gonna just walk in, throw a couple punches, knock somebody out, and they won. Right? That's what they think about in life. Now you're gonna get knocked out. You're gonna get a broken nose. You're gonna get a. You're gonna bleed. You're gonna like fail like a failure. You, all these. Then guess what? Got to go back to the gym and work out to get better. And you got to watch some tapes. And All of these things that people don't want to do is how you win. People Hmm. just want to get the surface information. They don't want to put in the energy, the time, or the effort, or the work. And they don't want to commit their brain (laughs) to doing those things. Or even their physical, right? Like, why are some people in shape and others not? Because some people commit to going to the gym. Some people commit to eating the right foods. Right. Other people want to go find a magic pill. Other people want to put this thing around my waist. All of a sudden, you're going to have an hourglass figure in two weeks. Like, no, you're not. You know right. what I mean? Like, they don't tell you all the other because the world is out here to scam you. The hmm. world lies. You have to worry about yourself because the world is not worrying about you. So you have to go do the research. You have to go do the due diligence and, and go get references and make sure and research on you. Like people are just way too easily fooled. Why? Because people listen to what they want to hear. Right. People right. want their, their ideas endorsed. They want to feel like, Oh, I was right. So they keep looking until they find somebody to support what they said and say, see, right. you know what I mean? And it's like, no, man, but you gotta listen to the people that don't think like you. You gotta listen right. to people like, even and even let's say politics, right? Which I won't get deep into that at all. But like, I listen to every side. Like I'll watch CNN, then I'll watch right. Fox, then I'll watch the CNBC. And I listen to everything, because I'm my own mother. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, and because I understand what your agenda is, I understand what you're trying to push. I understand what's behind you. I understand the lobbying over there. I understand what advertisers need. I, so when I listen, I'm going to listen with a filter, right? And then I'm sure. going to do what's best for humans, what's best for me, what's best for the environment, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to find or poke holes into a politician or someone like, we're all humans. We all up and make mistakes. We all have agendas, right? So it's like we all have fantasies. We all have anxiety. We all have things that excite us, right? People have an ego. People have greed. You got to take all these things into consideration and understand who's behind what you're supporting. And like people follow too much. They follow too much instead of innovating. Now, if you want to follow, then you have to be very selective of who you're following. And I don't mean follow them verbatim, Mm -hmm. but listen to the people that have done the things that you're trying to do and then filter. When I was coming up, everybody wanted to be like Mike, right? Right. Everybody wanted to be funk master flex in the music business as a dj everybody wanted to be funk master flex and drop bombs and get on the radio like yeah i mean brand new music and like wanted to be as cool or cooler than the people they were interviewing right so most people look at the best to see how they can form themselves by copying something that's a winning formula in their mind But their winning formula doesn't mean it works for you. Good point, yeah. You don't know their history. You don't know what they've done behind the scenes. You don't know the money, the connections. Uh, You don't know their grind. Everyone has their own unique story, right? They can give you tips, right? But to follow their exact path, that's not your path. Mm. That was theirs. You have to find your own path. By accumulating information that you can get from other places, someone like me, I had no information. It wasn't books. I didn't have any teachers and leaders. I didn't have a dad. I didn't didn't have anybody around saying, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. I had to figure shit out. So when you're learning from somebody like me, as opposed to the majority of people that just aggregate information or have one win and feel like they're like gurus now and like want to write books and teach you because they invested in... I don't know, they made an investment in Uber early because someone gave them good advice, right? Right. So like now they're they're like a warlord of finance, right? (laughs) And and it's just like, you know, when I invested early in Uber, blah, 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 blah. It's like, come on, dude, you got lucky, right? Or you had 70 other ones that didn't work and that one just happened to win. Sure. Great, good job. But when you're following other people, don't follow them and like, I'm going to do what they do or just like them. Even me, for instance, I don't want to teach you to be as good as me. I want you to crush me and be better than I've done. And when you're learning from somebody like me, you're learning from somebody that was built by design, not by luck, hope, wish, circumstance. It was from from since I was 12, had a plan on what I wanted to do with my life, Mm. and where I was going to be, and how I treated people. I've always, this wasn't like over 20 years of business and failures and all these things. I knew early the right way to treat people. Why? Because I gave it enough to listen. Right. Mm. So most people don't. So if you're listening, for instance, you keep mistreating your girl or you're not a very good boyfriend or husband or you're not a good listener or communicator or you're moody or you don't give her the things that she needs to make her happy or you say things that trigger her. Like it's like if you keep having the same fight over and over again with somebody, especially in a relationship and you're like looking at them like, well, if you just did this or why do you keep doing that? Who's really the asshole? You or them? You know what I mean? Like, you know what bothers them. You know what they don't like. You know how they respond. It's literally like going to a war and you get the map of where the enemy is, what weapons they have, how to destroy them. And then you're still getting shot down. And it's like, dude, you know how she's going to respond, stop acting like that. Yeah. dude. You know that this is going to lead to a fight when you act like So I, I know I'm going all over the place, but to pull it back to, you know, becoming who you want to be, mm-hmm. which is somebody successful, somebody liked, somebody appreciated, somebody celebrated, somebody loved. It takes working on you. And a lot of people think that, if they're just a successful artist a successful entrepreneur or they make this one thing work or they get that one thing, like they chase the wrong goal, Hmm. which ultimately they're chasing the wrong happy because ultimately everything you're doing is you're trying, you're on this never ending quest of finding this supreme happiness, right? right? Like why do you want to make money so you can be happy? Why do you want a new house to feel happy? Why do you want a hot chick to be happy? A new car, new clothes, everything you do at the end of the day, it's all the same everyone's doing everything to find their happy hmm. what they think will make them happy right and and i've been around long enough to realize that most people are chasing things they think will make them happy right and then when they get it it wasn't what made them happy i've seen a lot of rich people be unhappy and a lot of broke people be very happy yeah right and and i see it time and time again it's like the reason i'm saying this is cuz if you pay attention to life if you pay attention to people, if you pay attention to the common things that go on throughout life. I mean, how many movies have to happen or songs be made that tell you rags to riches back to rags again before you stop doing the same shit? They're literally telling you, yo, you're going to get cancer if you smoke cigarettes. Right. But you still smoke them. Yeah. Yo, fentanyl's going to kill you. Like, but you're still out here doing drugs. Mm. Yo, you might get HIV if you have unprotected sex or have a kid early. Put a condom on like it's not life is easy. People make it hard Hmm. because they get in their own way and they make the same mistakes over and over again. And more often than not, they don't learn from them. They don't even learn from other people's mistakes, let alone their own. So if you're not going to learn the bad things from people, what makes you think that you're going to succeed with learning the good things that other people did? Hmm. Good point. So sorry, I'm going all over the place.
0: No, you're fine. Question for you. Yeah. You know, the person you are today, people probably wouldn't predict that you were this crazy kid, this criminal breaking into things, et cetera, right? Was there a moment, was there a catalyst that really changed you and helped you down this path of that 12-year-old who wrote that plan?
1: Yeah. So I never really had like a man in my life that I respected and admired. Hmm. So when I was, I think, 19, I had snow, stole a bunch of snow blowers, and I stored them behind my girlfriend's garage. Okay. And I really admired and respected her dad. He was just like a, a like a man's man. mm mm-hmm. you know, like, took care of his family. He was just a good dude. One of those guys that you felt proud when you made laugh. Like one of those sure. kind of dudes. right? Yeah. And she called me one day, and she goes, "My dad found those snow blowers you put behind my garage, and he said you're a loser." And I've always been an individual and an original person that didn't I, I never cared what other people thought about me. Yeah. It was the first time someone's words like hit me. Mm. And and I was like, I don't want our dad to think I'm a loser. And then and, and then by the way, it also made me realize I in fact am a loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Little self like,
0: awareness. Yeah.
1: Well, well when it comes to it's so funny because my whole career of being a criminal, I was I was still a good guy if that makes sense like sure, you're not, yeah it's I not guess. good that you're robbing but i was still a good guy like i'll give you an example if i robbed someone's home and i had a list from like that i was going to get stuff to sell and i know i needed a vcr a video camera a tv a da. i wouldn't wipe someone's whole house out i'd right. go to one house and get a tv and something else another house and the reason i did that and so ironic is because i i I think about how my mom would work two jobs and she worked hard for the things that we had. Right. And if she came home and we were wiped out, how rocked we would be. If just our VCR was missing, it would just be like, "Oh man, what happened to our VCR? You right. know what I mean? So like, I cared. Ironically criminal about,
0: with a conscience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so then she told me I was a loser and then immediately I went and looked in the back of the paper and seen that UPS was hiring and I went and got a job at UPS. And that was my first real taste of, I always had like part-time jobs, making subs, moving furniture, warehouses and stuff. I got my first real job and like, man, I'll tell you right now, if I was still there, I'd be, I'd be president. I'd be CEO of UPS. Cause like within four years, well, if you know me, follow me, then you know the kind of mentality I have. Like I, I'm, right. I, just, I win. I don't like, I don't not win. If I set a goal, then I, I accomplish it. Period, mm-hmm. yep. right? So, so I was working there for several years, and I was, I was so good at my job that even like people that have been there for years, they would at most they would load three trucks off the conveyor belt, right? Loading the trucks in the morning in the warehouse for the UPS drivers to go deliver. They built an island for me with six trucks, and I would train new employees. Wow. So that it just goes to show that, I I guess in hindsight when you look back, it shows my 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 drive and my work ethic that I was, that I had focused in the wrong thing when yeah. I put it in the right thing, how, when you apply it there, how much you just beast on everybody. Right. Right. So, cause I was a great criminal. Right. And so I did that, and then I was gonna. I probably would have been there for the rest of my life because I was doing music ever since I was ten. Mm-hmm. But like back then, like now it's different. It's a totally different mentality. Everybody thinks they can be a star tomorrow because American Idol and all the shows on and the internet. And Throw it on Spotify. SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. At my time, there was no internet. I mean, no, uh, no social media, no streaming platforms. Like, if you needed people to know you were dope. You had to go out and show people that you were dope. You couldn't just tell them online, right? right? So I never thought music was going to be something that would be a real thing I made a career out of and buy houses and travel the world in, right? It's just something I loved doing. It was a passion, which is why I should have been doing it for my career because it was a passion. Mm. And that is how you decide what you're going to do forever. Something that you love, think about all the time, cannot stop thinking about it, stop doing it. When you wake up and you go to sleep and it's all you want to do, that's what you should be doing for the rest of your life. Yeah. But anyways, so when I got hurt at UPS, I had some 85 pound package and the set of stairs collapsed. I ended up getting spinal surgery, and I was like, man, I didn't go to, I didn't graduate high school. I can't do hard labor anymore. What the f- am I gonna do? Sure. Like, and I was like, I gotta just make this music thing. Like, it just has to happen. So that's when I wrote, set my plan up. Like, I'm just gonna be one of the greatest DJs out here. And, and by the way, I never even wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to be a producer, a songwriter and rapper. But when I seen how difficult it was to get record labels to hear my beats being this white kid in Boston during yeah. a time when like hip hop was New York and black, right? And it was like, everything was against me. So at my age, at the time then you either called Vanilla Ice or Eminem, right? Cause right. That, that's it. And I was like, what are you Eminem? Or what are you Vanilla Ice? And it's just like, so I was like, all right I'm just gonna be a dope ass DJ. And I just took my DJ skills and just, I mean, it's a long story how I did that. But there's a lot of things I did that a lot of people wouldn't do to get to where I was. And I, so I trojan horse the game as a DJ. It just happened to work out a yeah. lot better than I, I thought it was going to be. I did it really to get in. I always wanted to be a guy behind the scenes and, mm. and just and do the business and make everybody else famous. But I kept, I kept trying that over and over again. I'd sign artists. I'd get them on. I'd get their music played on radio. I'd press up all their stuff. I'd get them features, and they were just never grateful, never appreciative, and never like really believed in my vision. You know, there's some people in life that there are just some people in life that you can look at and listen to them talk for five minutes and be like, they're gonna figure it out. You know what I mean? Like they're like they're gonna make something happen. Like I feel like I've always been that guy. Like even mm-hmm. my first company I started at twelve years old, it was called Rent a Teen, which sounds perverted now. But at the time, you would rent a teen to like wash your car, clean your house, do your groceries, blah blah, blah. and I'd go get all the neighborhood teens that would work for me and I'd take a, a cut from all of that. Yeah,
0: that entrepreneurial like, hustler mentality.
1: Yeah. So it was just like like I just I just I just know, right? And like I know other people that just know too. So I'm not saying it's like I'm a one of a kind, but like there are people out here that just know when I know something and I tell you, no, this is the way it's going to work. You should just, just sit down. Like I know. Right. When I, I and I know when I don't know either, cause am like, eh, I'm not sure. Let me go get just some opinions. Important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing, man, too. Like I know what I'm great at. And I know that I'm great at it because I've worked hard to build it by design. Right. But to be supremely great is to know what you're not great at as well. And most people are not good at that. Like most CEOs think that they got to butt their nose into poke their nose into things that they're not good at. Right. You don't understand the technology part of our company. So don't give your opinion, hire the right people that are you for trust your weakness. Yeah. And let them tell you. Yeah. I mean, over and over again, I've worked at companies where the CEO just doesn't get things that he's technically doesn't have to get, but feels like he has to get or because he doesn't get it. Steps in and gives his opinion, which hurts the company. I've been a part of four companies that the CEO was the reason the company didn't work. Yeah. And they had solid teams that it could have been really good. Mm -hmm. And I watched the CEO bomb it.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm curious about something that, you know, and that is X set. Right. And tell me why rep the set. Yep. Tell me why X set is destined for success.
1: The team, the vision, the experience, and the mission. See, I could have sat here and told you all the cool shit we're doing, but none of that cool stuff matters if you don't have those other four things that I just said in a plan. Yeah. But, you know, because, you know, the, the, the founding team is a group of people that have shaped and shifted culture for 20 years, understands how to deal with. Different personalities understands different genres, understands different cultures, people, psychology, fashion, sports, music, gaming. So you're putting people that understand everything to build one thing, and knows how to plug and tie in all those things into this thing. Which, by the way, when I started at Phase Clan, I didn't even understand. I didn't even know the esports and gaming world was what it was. Yeah. Obviously, like I've game played Nintendo. I got an arcade machine in my house. All that stuff. But I didn't realize the business of it until right. the first day. We the first day we turned Phase into a business. Like I was there day one. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was just a bunch of popular kids online. They weren't making any money. There was no business structure. So I'm part of the the, the founding, C-suite business type part of of Phase. And the first week I was there, I was like, this industry is what my brain was built for. Wow! Because yeah. it's literally limitless. There's no ending, right? There's no like, in the music business, I'll have like grand ideas. You're like, oh, that's too far-fetched. Like, ah, that uh, cost too much money? Oh, we can't, we can't ride a horse into the club. No, you can't zip line down into there. You can't, like, I'd have all these huge ideas, which by the way, I'm the only DJ that was ever lowered by a helicopter into the club on his turntables. You can go (laughs) see that. That YouTube video is, is online in Las Vegas. But like I've always been too, my brain and ideas have always been too big for the room. And mm. you know, when I got into the gaming space, I was like, "Yo, this is what my brain was built for," which is why I started bringing in, you know, all the people like Offset, Pitbull, Slayley, Yo Gotti, DJ Paul, like all these, all these people into the gaming space at Phase, and like then we brought in everything from from Bear Brick to Champion to Beats by Dre to Network to, you know, everything that like even like the Rolling Stone the Rolling Loud initiative with Little Yachty introducing him, putting everything on the screen, giving out t t-shirt. Like that's all my ideas. Right. And, you know, and it was met with a lot of like resistance mm. because they just know what they know. Right. right? And when right. you try to plug in these, and what they don't know is all that I know. So for instance, even the founders at Phase early on, there was kind of a, why <laughs> do we have a washed up DJ like in <laughs> yeah. the C-suite, Right. And it's right. like, I, I'm not offended by that because sure. I, I feel bad for them that they don't one that that's how they look at me and then two they don't understand the magic of they don't understand the magic of me right yeah and their their limited experience in life which is very limited because they've lived on the internet and they've just done gaming shit forever right and are very young
0: too just yeah, years yeah, of life in their yeah
1: twenties and like they they don't know what they don't know right and then I go and I do all these things that literally not even just my opinion literally have made that company be able to go public now and be at a billion plus market cap yeah Un- unquestionably because of my Im- influence and impact in that company so i left we left that me greg and will who are the founders of exit we left that because of the constant resistance the constant there's a lot of reasons which i don't want to i don't want to yeah. you know put people's dirty laundry out. But like, there's a bunch of reasons why we left and we're not happy there. Sure. It wasn't a good fit. And then overall, we realized in the gaming community that there was a huge need for diversity and inclusion and 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 authentic, authentic culture, yeah. right, coming in. And, and it was like, yo, why are we over here building this that we don't own? It's not ours. We're not celebrated or appreciated. Let's just go build something that... We know is dope, and we don't have to like meet anybody telling us that they don't think it's dope. Right. We know what dope is, right? Yeah. So that is why we left, and you know now we're building Exit, which I'm super excited about. We have, dude, the the culturally disruptive models that I've been building, we've been building over the past year is literally going to, literally going to change the game. And I'm not saying that on some like. Yo, we're about to take it to the moon. <laughs> we're doing some game-changing shit. I mean, when I tell you that I'm creating something that's game-changing, yeah, you can rest assured that it's a lot of vetting, a lot of research, a lot of work, a lot of manpower and time and energy in scientifically proven data why this is going to crush. It's not just my opinion. I matter of fact, I never just give my opinion unless someone's asking me for their song. What do you of think course. about the song? Yeah. But like... My opinion is always built around, you know, facts and experience and data. So that's why exit will work because we strategically make the moves that we're doing to further us and not just further us. Everything we do, we don't think about how do we get rich? Like, how do we just become the biggest name? We think everything I do in life, everything from a post on Instagram to a company I'm starting. How does this enrich others how does this help the world be a better place how does it empower others how does it give opportunities or make other people entertained or have fun or learn like because if you don't have those things all the other doesn't matter i don't want to just build something that i'm dumb rich and like everybody just worships me like right that's whack i've never i've never enjoyed even when people would look up to me, you know, as a successful DJ and stuff, and people say really nice things to me and compliment me and stuff. I don't. I never look at myself as above or better than anybody else. Like I'm just like, come on, man, let's hang out and be like, man, you're so cool, man. I can't believe. I it. was like, well, how am I supposed to be? You know, when am I supposed right. to be an asshole because I play records? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you probably do something that I can't do that's equally as awesome. Right? Should I celebrate yeah. you because you're a sick plumber? You know what I mean? Like of course. You you went to school, you studied that, you practiced, you became awesome and you make a living with it. You're just as dope as me. You know what I'm saying? Like I just happen to have, be in some magazines, but like maybe there's plumbing magazines you could be in. I don't know. Like I never, ever looked at myself different than anybody else. And it's a gift and a curse. The gift is I never got a big head. or was an ego or treated people like they're below me. The curse is, I didn't realize how special my brain was hmm. or how special I operate until because I, because my son even, well, I'll tell you that in a second, because I didn't, it just was like four years ago. I finally realized that, and I even feel weird saying this, but like I have a pretty special way of thinking sure. right? Sure. Or, or taking my life and experience and communicating and sharing and helping others.
0: What helped um, you realize that?
1: I don't know, man. People have said it my whole life. But I've always looked at it like I'm just like everybody else. Like I always just kind of like, ah, shucks. Like I'm just like everybody else. And it was funny because me and my son were driving the other day, and I forget what we oh, I was hanging out with Gary V. And he goes, he's driving home. And like my son's been around. Like my son's, I'm in a room with Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree, and he doesn't even realize it. I'm in the, like, he's in all these rooms and doesn't even realize, sure. right? Eminem's like at his house. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't even know. So like we're driving home and he goes, man, dad, it, I think it's because you downplay yourself so much, but, like, I didn't realize how much of a legend you are. He goes, everywhere we go, people know you and, That's like, cool. just have nothing but great things to say about you. And I was, like, and but, but what made me realize is, like, when he said that, it's like, yeah, maybe, I don't know if it's good or if it's bad, but I never, I'm Clinton Sparks. You know what I mean? Like, even coming right. up, people would be like, Yo, why don't you just go to the front and tell them your name so we can get in? Like I never even used that. Like, I never even used the cloud of my name to get into a place. Sure. You know what I'm saying, like, I never thought that I would people think I'm more awesome than I think I am. Do you know what I'm saying? And my son saying that was pretty profound. Cause I'm thinking, you're the closest thing to me. Like you hear me talk all the time. You see people, you you're around these awesome things. You're just now at 18 realizing. What people think about me and it was just it, it was a good feeling as a dad for yeah. your kid to say wow my dad and for the good things not just famous he was like wow my dad's respected and, yeah and, and appreciated and mm. celebrated because he's a good person not because yeah. he's a famous dj you know what i'm saying right more importantly right
0: yeah well and nobody thinks their dad is cool so that's got to be extra special
1: <laughs> No, he thinks I'm cool in life because, you know, he definitely, like, my son last week literally bought a plane ticket with his own money, uh-huh. one-way ticket, ordered a backpack online, and said, I'm going to Italy. I'm just going to figure shit out. He's in Italy right wow. now, just one-way ticket, like, just that's cool. hanging out because he's like, Dad, you've taught me so much growing up. I feel like I have all this game but I have to go put it to practice now
0: experience like you were talking yeah, so about. I,
1: he's like, I want to go out to the world and like, I don't want you to introduce me to somebody. I don't want to, like, I want to just go figure it out. So he's going to like That's Italy, cool. Switzerland, Paris. And I don't even know when he's coming back. He's like, I don't know, two, three. Well, hopefully he's back. He's got to come back before my birthday. Cause we're all going to Hawaii for my birthday <laughs> in September 17th. You may see um, him
0: in Hawaii. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, you should probably just fly straight to Hawaii and I can get a refund on my ticket. Yes. Saving money is like making money, guys. Boom. Question for you. Yeah. So
0: you're talking about how how important experience is. Experience is everything. You just expressed how your son is going out on his own and he's, he's, he's gaining an experience himself. How can people who... You know, it's great that we have access to all these videos and these books to learn, but like you said, it's not until you're punched in the face in the ring that you really know what's going on. How can... What is the best way to get this experience? Do you have any advice for people on getting started?
1: Yeah, go live. Don't worry. Or even if you do worry, just still go. Mm. You know, I've had this even with my son or with people. I mean, I get people DM, I mean, I get hundreds of DMs of people telling me like how my words changed them or they read something I wrote or listen to me somewhere and like they did what I said and like their whole life has changed, right? Yeah. And, and, and by the way, that's what's making me realize over these past couple of years. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, you hear nice things when I'm coming up, like, yo man, you made me want to be a dope DJ, but I'm just looking at it. Like one, they're just like a fan of my work. Right. And yeah. so like, they just, they want to be a good DJ and, and celebrate it too. Well, like even like faint, like if Beyonce or Kanye, like will say something nice to me, I always chalked it up to like, ah, they're just being nice. Cause we're in the music business. Right. I never took it. Like they genuinely hmm. feel that way. Sure. So yeah, man, go, Live, do it. You want to do something? Do it now. Hmm. Don't put it off. Something you're worried about it not working or failing? Let it go. Do it, man. Like I can't stress that enough. And I feel like when I say it, I sound like a cliche, like you know, motivational speaker. But like, honest to God, man. Like, even my son, when he was like, "Should I buy this ticket?" I go, Why are you are asking me? Do it." Yeah. And he was he sat for, sat for a second. He goes. He turned around and went up the stairs. He came down 10 minutes later. He's like, who's going to f- Italy? <laughs> and I said, that's going to go do it. That's who it is. Right. So and that's what he, and that's what he did. And I can't tell you how many times, like I'm just using him as an example. Cause he's almost like a guinea pig, right. That I can share with other people where sure, he would like feel nervous to go talk to somebody. And I'm like, never let a moment of fear or awkwardness give you a lifetime of regret. Mm. Right. And like, What if I talk to that girl? Maybe she'd be my wife now. What if I asked for that opportunity? My ex-wife used to get so mad at me. It it bothered her for some reason, a great deal that I would ask for things and people would just give it to me. She's like, you're so cheesy that you would ask somebody for that. And I'm like, why? She's like, cause you have money. You can pay for it. And I'm like, I didn't ask for it for free. I just said, can I, and they gave it to me. So you're mad that they're nice people and you're mad that I was smart enough to ask. It doesn't make any sense, right? So I, I can't tell you how many things I got in life because I simply asked. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Most people want to help. Yeah. You know what I mean? And most people will do things for you if you ask them. And yeah. that is that is the ability of mastering art, which is one of my chapters in my book. And art stands for Automatic Resourceful Thinking. Mm-hmm. And people don't do that enough, man. Automatic Resourceful Thinking is, is something goes wrong or there's a problem, like if this, if something broke in this room right now, yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh man, what the hell? And start blaming people who did it or finding reasons why it broke. I would literally revert right to how do I solve it? Who do I know that can fix it? Who do I know that knows how to do this? Automatic resourceful thinking. You got to do that at all times. And by the way, most people overlook the resources that they have, right? Especially like True. your entrepreneur. You're an entre- I was just an entrepreneur because there's so many young kids out here that, you know, I got to talk to Gary Vee or I got to go talk to X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you don't have to go right to the top. There's a lot of people around you that you can learn increments at a time and get stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. So by the time you get to somebody like Gary V, you may say something so impressive to him that he's like, man, let's do something together. Yeah. Right. So, and I think when people's goal is to just get to the top, they neglect everything else and they're losing so much value. Mm. And then what happens is when they don't get to the top, whether it's a goal with your business or to get a million streams or to meet a Gary V, like every day you feel like a failure yeah, or you feel deflated because you weren't able to achieve that giant lofty goal. It's right. like being at the bottom of the staircase and wanting to be right at the top and like standing there like, man, I just want to get to the top. Like I'm gonna look at you like, all right, we'll walk up the steps. And you're like, nah, man, I just, <laughs> I just wanna read a book, man, that just shows me how to get to the top. And it's like you you you, you walk just... up the steps though. <laughs> right. And it's like and then it's like, yeah, man, but so and so like, you know, was at the top and they did this and they did that, and they go, Whatever the f- they did, they also walked up the steps. Right. You know what I mean? And like, and like there's too many people now that just wanna skip the steps right and it's like yeah you gotta go and do it if your parents are saying they don't believe in it it's because they didn't believe they could do it so they don't think that you can do it because they're stuck in their way of thinking which is their younger way of thinking mm-hmm. right you're younger it's a new generation don't listen to parents don't listen to friends don't listen to teachers don't listen to- if it's cool and it makes you happy that's all that matters short of doing illegal things right. but uh, other than that if man you want to be a farmer, you want to be a, I don't know, man, a chef, you want to be a, a rapper, you want whatever it is, man, like do it. Yeah. And keep doing it. I mean, there's a great quote by David Grove of Nirvana and Foo Fighters. He says, we just got into a garage and played our guitar and sucked and we kept playing and we sucked a little more and yeah. we kept playing, we kept sucking. And then all of a sudden we're Nirvana. You know what I mean? it's like, right. and that's what happens. It's just, it's the theory of like overnight success takes 10 years. Here's right. the thing that people don't take into consideration. Those that have overnight success that aren't properly prepared won't last 10 years. Good point. So when you finally get there, if you don't have the knowledge and the experience, and the understanding and, and, and the business acumen, to when you do make, become successful, you're going to just, yeah. yeah. You see so many one hit wonders and you see so many what happened to those people because they don't understand these things. And it's more important than just your actual talent, whether you're a comedian or an actor or whatever it is. That's just part of what you need to be great at. The other part is understanding communication, network, follow-up, respect, appreciation. Like All of these things come into play to really become the great that you think that you are. You don't have all those things. You're just surface great. Yeah, I think what
0: you're saying is that path to success is not just to achieve success but to sustain success right mm-hmm. because of all the things you've learned along the way and i love that perspective is the nirvana example is perfect of learning how to become better at something simply by doing it
1: you're that's not it i mean that's all i did that's all i did like people told me no all the time i mean at, my, at the time i was coming up as i explained, like get laughed at, people would shit on me, and, man, go back to Boston. Uh, man, right. you're a white dude. What do you know about this? They got to hear all types of stuff all the time. And, and by the way, I never was offended by that. I looked at it, it was a lack of their understanding of my greatness. Hmm. And it's not their job to discover my greatness. It's my job to project it, right? Boy. So if they don't get it, then I didn't do a good enough job and making them see it. It's yeah. not me saying, well, you just don't get it you'll see that are like, I never ever had that mentality. It was always just like, okay, he just doesn't, he doesn't see the way that I see things yet. We have different operating systems clearly. So let me figure out how his works so I can make it work together. And that's what people don't do in life is, is care enough about other people's operating systems to figure out how to update their own, to integrate with theirs.
0: Yeah, I know you talk a lot about marketing yourself and marketing yourself is helping people see that vision that they don't see. What are some keys for people to make sure that they are communicating that effectively?
1: Well, one, know who you are, what you are, and what you're about, and what it is you're branding and selling. Because that, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see most people make is like, these people like, yo, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that, and it's just like a cluster, mm-hmm. like what are yeah. you, right? Generalist, and, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't even Everything. know what I'm supposed to be a fan of, right? Or, or what is it I call you for? Or right. what I'm supposed to think about when I think about you. Yeah. Right. And then and then so that's one mistake a lot of people make, especially the younger generation. They'll be like, yo, I do this, and then I have this promotion company, then I got a cannabis company, then I got a merch company, then I I do digital sales on the side, and then I do this. I'm like, man, like you're not somebody I would ever consider getting in business with. Cause while you think that the more you're doing, the more powerful and value you're giving. What someone like me who understands business mm-hmm. is is like. You're somebody that's all over the place with no direction and doesn't know what they're really doing or what their end goal is is going to be. So you don't have a plan. So I can't connect to that plan. I can't assist in that plan. I can't borrow from that plan because your plan is just whatever's working, whatever gets more traction based on luck. I never ever relied on luck or hope or even somebody else doing my job ever. Like it was always like, here's my plan. How do I get from here to here? Yeah. Right. And then you just, all right, I got to use this. I can use some of the resources I can use. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what happens if I fail here. If you make a plan and it doesn't include failure then you didn't make a plan because Hmm. you will fail. And if you don't understand how to deal with failure, when it happens, you won't know how to recover from it.
0: How do you deal with failure?
1: You plan for it to happen because it's going to happen. Hmm. So Look, a lot of times you got everything lined up. You're like, oh, it's going to happen. I'm just going to use music for an example. I'm dropping my video this day. It's all lined up. you got the right time. you got this person doing this. And then something happens and it doesn't. You're like, oh, my whole world just collapsed. Everything sucks. Now i got to do this. I lost all this money. Uh, if you already win thinking, well, what if it doesn't work that way? What's my plan B? Mm. Right? And stuff like that. And I do that with everything. My, my current wife now, she... Is baffled sometimes when she sees me not be af- affected by things not working the way they planned, or somebody doing wrong by me, yeah. right? Because I already will have, I already, I'm already expecting it to happen. So, and I know that you could say, well, that's a morbid way to think. You think everyone's gonna fall over. I don't think, but I'm prepared yeah. for when they do, because nine out of ten will, right? right. It's just human nature, right? So the, the same way we know, look, if we know. People are trying to scam us. People are trying to stale. People are going to stab us in the back. Instead of just sitting there worrying or blaming that, then build the anti-that, mm-hmm. right? And, and the preparer of that so that it'll never affect you, right? Right. So like when someone's am like, ah, oh, seen it coming. So I'm prepared for it. Here's what I put in place. So when this did happen, you know what I mean? Like, right. And, I, and it's worked. Literally has worked for me over and over again. It just happened with a company I was with now. Eh, I could feel this guy doesn't understand how to build this business. I can see he's going to get upset and jealous of me, which happens a lot in businesses. I am because to them, it looks like things come so easy or I make my work look so easy, which it looks like I'm not even working because hmm. I do it so well. Okay. And somebody that feels like they got to put in 16 hour days now, which I've done that for 20 years. Right. right. And i you do that. So you don't have to anymore. Yeah. And and you build practices that allow you to get so much more done in shorter amount of time. Right. What? what, I'm going to be 60 years old, still working 16 hours a day. What am (laughs) I, a construction worker? Like, like, you know, like you're, you're whack if you're 20 years later, still having to do 16 hours. Some people are like, nah, man, my hustle never stops. No, you just built a, a bad way of hustling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I've done that already. And I'm not saying right. I'm too good to work 16 hours or I'm at an age where I don't want to put that in. No, I've developed systems yeah. that make me do half the amount of work you do and get double the productivity that you get. You know what I'm saying? And like a lot of people I've worked with get jealous of that. Mm. You know, like, man, I really wish you would put more time into this. Like, Why? Well, because I'm over here 15 hours a day, and I go, "What have you accomplished?" And he's like, "Well, you know, I'm building this, I'm working on that." And I'm go, "Okay, but what ROI have we got from that yeah. that work you put in?" And they're like, "Well, you know, when we launch this and we do that, then, okay, so you're doing a bunch of stuff, hoping that maybe
0: something it will,
1: works. It'll it'll will will benefit us in the future. Well, I make one call when the right. day we launch the product, and I get us ten times." Amount of traction than you've been doing for four months, just grinding your wheels, like yeah. it's like. But I built that, and I built it with intent. You know what I'm saying? So like, when a lot of people go through life, just kind of floating around, and okay, it's like being in that money machine when the money blows, you're just trying to grab it all. Uh huh. You know, what, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people treat their life like that, hmm. and it's it. There's no direction and no. it's I'm, I can't stress enough that I built my life by design. If you want a life that you love in a life that you understand what's happening in it, how to be prepared for everything that can happen in it, then you must build it by design. Most people's lives are built by circumstance. I do this because I was broke. I do this because I don't have that job. I do this because my girl left me. I do this because nobody loves me. I do this because I was abused. Like, and it's like, you're letting your life be built by circumstances that a lot of the times weren't even your fault. What a whack life. Right.
0: So if somebody is hearing this and they're saying, okay, I need a plan is what I'm hearing from you. What are those steps to develop a plan to have a life that you want to live?
1: The first step to developing a plan for you to have the life you want to live is to understand what is that life that you want to live. And a lot of people don't know that because a lot of people make blanket statements like, I want a big house. I want to be rich. I want to be da-da-da. Do you really? (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what comes with that? Do you yeah. know what comes with that? Careful Do you with understand Jewish property for. taxes? Do you understand insurance? Do you understand liability? Do you understand, like you don't, a lot of people don't understand all of the things that come. If I told you here's a million dollar house, right? And by the way, how many times have people won cars in history and had to give it back because they couldn't afford the taxes? Right. Right.
0: Thanks Oprah like, for you, the car. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and you think like, oh my God, that's amazing. They want a car, they're so lucky but they're broke. So they can't afford the $12,000 in taxes that they have to pay now for that car or the insurance that's sky high because it's a brand new car. And they used to drive in an old beat up car that cost them $600 for insurance. Now they got to pay $3,000 a year for insurance. So when you're making a plan to build the life that you think that you want, you have to really analyze and assess and understand what life do you want and why do you want that? So that's the most important first step, because a lot of people don't even. how many people go to college and don't even use the degree that they went to college for most (laughs) because they didn't know what kind of life they wanted. It's not really clear to them. And by the way, a lot of people won't know that early on. Right. Everybody will just think, well, I want to be safe. I want to have money in my accounts. I want to have a house. I want a healthy family. Of course, we all want that. Besides the obvious, we want to be alive right? Like, we yes. all know that. That's assumed. When you're, when you're born, the standard assumption of what your life, a good life for you would be, have food when you want to eat, have shelter, be able to hang out with your friends, have a car, have a house, and your friends and family that you care about are alive and healthy. We all understand that. How are you going to build a life that makes that world realistic and sustainable? And then how are you going to build a life that makes you money to fund that kind of life? Yeah. How are you going to build that kind of life that protects you when things go wrong? So like, I know I'm getting really wide right now, and I know you just want to kind of a quick soundbite for that, but like, the, the, the soundbite for that would be the first step in making a plan to build the life that you want to build is to actually determine the kind of life that you really want And there's a lot of information out there that will help you understand what comes with the life that you think that you want at a certain point. We all change our ideas and our values as we get older based on our experiences and our needs right? So at 18 years old, you might have a different perspective than 24. 24 is different than, than 30. 30 is different than 36. 36 is at 45, right? So you have different needs, wants, desires, and worries. Like when I was a kid, I'd walk in and my grandfather would always be watching the news. I'm like, why does grandpa always have the news on? <laughs> it's so boring mm-hmm. as a kid, right? Right. Now that I'm older, all I do is watch the news, right? Because right? I care about what's going on in politics, what's going on in government, what's going on in the environment, what's going on with the world. I didn't care about that when I was 15. Right. You know what I mean? So like you have different needs and cares. So because we have a world full of so much information, you can now forecast things in the future that when I was 15, I I didn't, we didn't even know the internet was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So like now, like there's really not much more that can happen to the world that we don't know. I mean, everything's been done at this point. Sure. In the past twenty years, you take the last couple hundred years, and then you do the twenty like this past fifteen, this past five years. Well, like even the past ten years, the world's been like the world went like this <laughs> up until about ten years ago. Then it's like, and it's like that's what's happening with our world. Like what? not to be morbid, but like we're on the we're on the back nine <laughs> of yes. life. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, we're self-destructing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, there's not much more you can eat. What other kind of movies can you make that are original? What kind of original music can you make? What new companies? What ideas? I mean, even this whole now theory of, like, self-development, self-growth, inspiration, get out of your own way, you know, recover from trauma, like, da-da-da. It's like, a few more years, everyone's going to have all the recipe for that. There's too much information. There's too much accessibility. Like Mm -hmm. we're self-destructing. We're like kids are depressed because they think that they need to be billionaires by twenty, and if they're not, they're losers. You know what I mean? And like, and it's not true. Like, I don't know what we could ever do to go backwards. Ah. I don't know if some some great divine moment is going to happen that maybe the internet like goes down and it can never come back. I don't know. Maybe there's some towers that control all the internet. It's like, Nope, it's gone. and yeah. It'll never happen again. And we start over. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But like, there's always going to be greed. There's always going to be ego. So people are always going to try to figure out how can they win despite the rest of the world dying.
0: Mm.
1: You know what I mean? So yeah. like you can't, how do you change those people? You know what I mean? Like, like you can't, they are greed in there. And I personally, no, we all know somebody that's like that. But we personally, I've seen people that are just like, are you serious, dude? You know what that's going to do? My neighborhood alone right now, we're in a drought in California. Mm-hmm. And we have limitations on our water. You can only water your grass on Tuesday and Thursday. I abide by those limitations. Could right. I give a, yeah. know, since the 90s, I ne- I turn the water off when I, when I lather. Mm-hmm. Sure. I turn the water off when I'm brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. I turn the water off when I'm washing the dish and I'm soaping it up. Yep. I've always thought since the 90s, like, are we ever going to run out of water? Like I used to think that when I was in the 90s, right? I like, yeah. even asked my teachers and they'd be like, no, it's a it's a never-ending resource. I'm like, I'm not sure, right? And like, and like look, we're in a drought. So my right. my, there's people in my neighborhood who have super – and I have two acres – beautiful land, pickleball court, basketball court, rolling waterfalls down my mountainsides into my koi pond. Like, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that like, I'm really proud of what I, what I've been able to accomplish being homeless in my car to this. I don't, I look out my window every day, thankful and grateful for what I have. And I know that I worked hard to have that and I deserve it. But when I look out now and everything's dead, it bums me out. Right. But I'm willing to be bummed out if it helps others. I got neighbors that like their grass is green and I'm jealous, right? I'm like, their, their lawn looks great. Yeah. But it's not worth me having something that makes me feel good that can make other people feel hurt.
0: I right? feel and,
1: that. And, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't, I'm not a fan of my neighbors and other people. Like the guy came yesterday and getting artificial turf. Cause I I can't look at dead grass. It's just, right. it's just a thing for me. Like I come from the hood. I don't want to, I don't want my house to look like the hood. Right. Right. So like, I have to feel like I did something. Right. So I came and even the guy goes, man, why aren't you letting you grass? Why aren't you your gra- you you grass? And I'm like, because we're in a drought. And he goes, oh, you really abide by that? And I was like, you don't? <laughs>
0: right. And, then he, and then he No wonder your like, lawn looks so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. again, his, back to my point about goals, figuring it out. I want great grass. We're in a drought. Okay. I'll go get turf. Yeah. Like, I'll figure it out. Every, there's a resolution for everything. Mm. If you care enough, if you care enough to put the time in and find it and figure it out, even at the expense of frustrating or annoying yourself, if it's in the best interest of people, your husband, your wife, your kids, your employees, if it's for the good of more people, it's worth it having a headache if you can figure out the resolution to solving a problem but most people don't want to i don't want to deal with the headache you know what i mean like why should i have to figure it out they're the ones that fit up like these are the common types of things you'll hear from people and those kinds of mentalities are not only loser mentalities but it's why the world will fall apart Mm.
0: well let's leave it there for now how can people follow you to continue learning more from you
1: Everything at Clinton Sparks, all socials at Clinton Sparks, websites, Clintonsparks.com. If you're interested in getting familiar with the world's fastest growing and most diverse and inclusive gaming lifestyle brand, at Exet on all socials and Xset.com. And if you want to level up your life, get my new book, How to Win Big in the Music Business, forward written by Damon John of Shark Tank and Fubu. This is, look how thin this book is. It's to teach you how to do more dope shit and less whack. And don't be fooled by the music business. The principles and values in this book will teach you how to live a better life, build a better business, and have better relationships. WinBigInMusic.com, winBigInMusic.com, or the link is in my Instagram, in my bio. Get familiar. I'm Clinton Sparks. Thank you, John Davidson. Thank,
0: thank you, my friend, for joining me today on the DLC Drop Podcast. It's been a pleasure.
1: Likewise, buddy. Thank you. Peace, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the DLC Drop Podcast. This podcast is part of the Esports Future Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and leave us a review.